Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Welcome to the Gardener's World magazine Sew Along series, the podcast that inspires you to grow more from seed. Hello, I'm Oliver, sub-editor on BBC Gardener's World magazine. I've got a bit of an out-of-controlled seed-sowing habit, and I always sow much more than I need each spring. I always run out of space in my little greenhouse, but the neighbours like it because they get lots of free plants. My favourite flower to grow from seed is nasturtium. It's just so easy, and it gives you so much colour and ground cover from the middle of summer onwards. It's particularly handy because it's great at filling in the gaps left by perennials and annuals after they've peaked in early summer. It trails along, filling bare earth and so helping to keep the moisture in. It climbs up pretty much anything it fancies, even up my grapevine into my pergola. One of the things I love about it is the leaf. It's a strange circular thing, unlike anything I've come across before, with the stem attaching to the centre of the leaf. To be honest, the first few years I grew it, there were no flowers. Leaves were all I got. I didn't mind at all. They're one of those plants where they flower more in poorer conditions. I spoil everything rotten in my garden with loads of mulch, and I'm on clay, which is very good at holding on to nutrients, so mine are 99% foliage. But as the leaves are my favourite thing about the plant, that's fine. I first came across them growing out of the top of a compost heap at Great Dixter in Sussex many years ago. They were growing squash on the heap, but there were loads of these fascinating round leaves tumbling down. I was a gardening newbie in my 20s at the time, and I just loved them. I think they were my favourite plant on the day, which is a slightly sacrilegious thing to say when you've just been to Great Dixter. My mum told me what they were and bought me a packet of seed. I've grown them every year since then. I sow the seeds every year and use them in pots. They tumble down in a lovely way. They can get a bit battered by the wind, so I have to make sure they're in a sheltered spot. The rest just self-seed in my flower beds and at the allotment. Each plant seems to produce an awful lot of seeds and they've built up in my soil over the years, so I don't really have to plant them, I just take out the ones I don't want. They soften the edges everywhere and give the place a romantic feeling. 
It's also handy to have something that covers up any bare earth, as that keeps moisture in the soil. The leaves are quite tasty too. You can eat the flowers and leaves in salads, and we've even managed to make a nice pesto. It's not as sweet and rich like basil pesto, but it's a nice change from that, quite hot and peppery. Because the seed is so big, about the size of a chickpea, they're really easy to grow, and you can use a lumpy, coarse, multi-purpose compost. I just get an old pot, about the size of a small mug, fill it with compost, stick my finger in, and then pop the seed in and water it. Sometimes I'll put six or seven seeds into a much larger pot. The good thing about this is that large pots don't dry out so quickly. Once they've germinated and grown on a bit, you can gently separate them and put them into their final spots, obviously with a good bit of water. Then I put it somewhere out of the way where they'll get a little bit of sun, and I more or less forget about them. You don't even really need to put them in a greenhouse. They germinate in very low temperatures. I've seen them germinating in the ground in November and February. Another easy way is sowing direct. You can more or less just press them in an inch into the soil or the compost, wherever you want them to grow. So if you have a pot or a window box with something else growing in it, but you want something else to take over the display, they'll have germinated and be ready to start growing in no time. Apart from sunflowers, I don't think there could possibly be an easier seed to save. It's not so much a matter of picking them off the plant as raking them off the soil surface when I'm tidying the borders in autumn. Don't bother trying to pick them off the flowers, it's too fiddly, and they probably won't have ripened at that stage anyway. I gather them using a spring-tined rake. Make sure they're dried out enough by leaving them on a tray or a plate somewhere warm and dryish for a few days, and then I put them in a paper bag in my seed box. This is in autumn, saving them for a spring sowing, but to be honest, you probably don't even need to bother with this. As they self-seed everywhere, I could probably just sprinkle them into pots of multi-purpose in autumn, and most of them would probably have germinated by March. If you're in an area where you get late frosts, this probably won't work, because the ones that germinate early will get wiped out by any frosts, but where I am we rarely have frosts past the end of March. Also, I have so many seeds lying around in my soil that it doesn't really matter if a few get wiped out by a cold night or two. Thanks for listening to Sow Along, and we hope you're inspired to give seed sowing a go. Find out more about it at gardenersworld.com forward slash podcast. Subscribe now to never miss an episode and rate us in your podcast provider app. See you next time.